Hello and welcome to the Respectfully Podcast. I'm Nikki Pope, your host for this hairdressing conversation. My guest for this edition is Jo Irving. She's a hairdresser and bridal specialist, but also a professional life and business coach. These days, Jo says her greatest passion is empowering creatives to live an authentic and successful life full of joy. We'll be having a chat about creativity and change and how to prepare your mindset to make the best of your hairdressing life. Hello and welcome Jo. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. Thank you for having me. Nice to see you in the Respectfully Podcast studio. We last spoke over the internet. We did a podcast, didn't we, a few early doors in the COVID years. Yeah. Miserable. <laughs> nice to see you. I have seen you quite recently also at the Colour World yes. event in May. Thank you for coming to that. You're you welcome. Did, that was brilliant. Did you enjoy it? You've been with us a few years now, haven't you? Yeah, I absolutely love it. It's such a great atmosphere and I think the new venue is just brilliant. It's really vibey. I loved it. It's lovely. We have this great listen and learn room where you presented a seminar called The Courage to be Creative, mm-hmm. which has prompted me to say, let's have you back for another podcast and let's talk about that conversation and also how that sort of blends with what we're all coping with at the moment, how we can manage the way the industry is changing and, and whether we can um, embrace change or, you know, there's a lot of fear about switching Making things new, around. Yeah, yes, absolutely. New things, so. yeah, I so. think it's really relevant for sure. Just explain to our listeners, in your words, where you are in the hairdressing industry at the moment. What's your sort of elevator pitch, if you like, for for what you do and what you... Okay. I don't think I've quite narrowed it down to an elevator pitch, but I've definitely... I can tell you what I'm doing. Let's do an escalator at (laughs) uh, a big shopping centre. It's a slow one. Uh, So I currently own a salon in Rygate. So we have um, a co-working space, which is for stylists. But we also, I think because of my own journey as a freelancer, it's always been really important to me to be able to um, support and just create this really nurturing environment for people. So in our space, there's um, a place where there's like yoga every day and Pilates. And then we've got a large co-working space where people can bring their laptops. And that's not just hairdressers. That's all creatives across industries. And I also hold events there as well. Wow. So it's it's not just a salon, but um, it's, you know, I just think that well-being, it all kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah. Well, we talk about it a lot, don't we? So to mm-hmm. actually sort of be doing it. And what's been the take up? So you, the people who've joined you, they work on a freelance basis as hairdressers. Yeah. But then you, you either collaborate on things or... or share share the the load if you like yeah so they're very much um independent stylists you know they they have their own skills their own specialities and their own clients what i'm hoping to create or what i'm looking to create is an a space where people can feel safe and just come together so as a coach as well they have got the option of kind of having support from me yeah but it's just you know something really magical happens when you mix creative people together yeah it's just definitely. like a really buzzy environment and people are kind of working and getting stuff done and feeling motivated and yeah just kind of buoying each other up so really. you can see the take up on that people are using those things yeah. that you're offering they are doing the yoga they are using the shared space yes definitely it's been brilliant brilliant now, you opened um, in the middle of 2021, I think, the loft. Yes. So, and I know there's a bit of a, yeah. <laughs> a hard backstory to that. Share with us what happened. So we actually opened the loft on New Year's Eve in 21. Right. Um, and I don't know if you guys remember, but that was the year that we all went back to work after COVID. So that kind of fateful 12th of April when we all went back in, yeah. I'd been 
coaching the whole of lockdown. So I was coaching 25 people a week at that time. And when you guys all went back to work, that's when I got to chill out. So I was like, what am I going to do? How am I going to kind of use this space? And with the time that I'd had coaching so many stylists during lockdown, I decided, and was also inspired by my own clients that were opening salons, I decided to turn my training space into a salon. Right. So that opened on the 12th of April. And then mid-July that year, my landlord said that he was also affected by COVID, I guess, turning our space into flats. So I had, you know, I'd invested a lot of money into turning the salon around. And then I had a really short amount of time to to do it again, I guess. Wow. Yeah, it was a big day. (laughs) Gosh. How did that make you feel? Can you remember that feeling? I do remember that feeling. I, at first, my immediate reaction, so my landlord told me that he was going to get a boat and sail to Australia to see his grandkids and I was like oh my goodness this is amazing go you and it never clicked the effect that it was going to have on me right until my daughter who was standing with me was like you okay mum and I was like yeah I'm fine and then I was like oh shit yeah and I suddenly realized that meant what that kind of meant and I remember it was the 8th of July and I felt sick to my stomach I had absolute fear Mm. and I really had to pull on every kind of coaching tool that I knew to say and I remember it was the 8th of July because I said to myself I'm always going to remember this date as the date that was my my bottom date right like when I was at my absolute worst because I know that whatever happens after this is going to get better right because I'm just I kind of went in is that a strategy to sort of identify the lowest point I is think that something for me, it definitely helps because I, I've i had massive overwhelm, anxiety, like burnout in the past. Yeah. And it, it really helps to know that there's another way and mm-hmm. almost to identify that this isn't forever. So it's like, OK, yeah, this is the yeah. day that it feels the absolute worst. Tomorrow it'll be one percent better or, right. and, or different in some way. It's not going to be the same. Yeah, because you're processing it. So then... You know, in six months, I'd be like, oh, my God, do you remember that time that I was... And I do this with my clients. Yeah. I say, in six months when you're on stage at Red Magazine and you're talking about your thing, like, remember this feeling because yeah. this is what's going to inspire other people. Yeah. So I almost have to hold on to that because it's like, this is not forever. This is this is the thing that's going to make me yeah, be better Yeah. and turn stuff around. So then so we the moved springboard. In. So yeah. then you move. So you literally did have to move premises and sort yes. of repurposed what you were doing in that move so I've yeah and I've always wanted a space where I could do all of the things so the co-work because for me you know I was freelance I had a salon I had a salon years ago when I was 20 um and all of those things are passions for me and really important but you know it's like that I think there's like a meme about women in their 40s that are like I want to open a coffee shop and a bookshop and I want to have this like this is the thing that I just always wanted so we couldn't find a space basically and then I found this one it was much much bigger than I was hoping for much bigger than our previous space but then I came back to my oh actually this could really work an opportunity yes wow interesting and I think it's that sort of so sort of coming to the conversation about creativity that you know it sounds a bit twee to say that you've made opportunity out of drama kind of thing but it's about harnessing the change of change has been forced on you Mm -hmm. and it's about perhaps seeing how you can make that yeah I think situation work yeah and again it it sounds a bit naff to say you know you just got to make the best of a bad situation it's more about 
knowing your strengths, I think. Or just, so if somebody asked you what you were capable of, yeah. we always go to our past. We say, oh yes, I'm capable of opening a salon, or I'm capable of this. We, because that's all we know, we only know our experience. Yeah. So you almost have to come away from that and think, no, I'm capable of more than that, I just haven't done it yet. Yeah, and it's interesting um, you say that. Because often in our conversation, we might say to somebody in a sympathetic way or a kind or a caring way, oh gosh, you know, I couldn't do what you do or I couldn't mm -hmm. survive or if, if that thing happened to me, I, I don't know what I would do. Mm -hmm. And the answer is, well, you'd probably do very similar to me. You'd, yeah. you'd cope or you'd, yeah. you know, you have to make a choice at some point. Do I yeah. keep going or do I, yeah, you know? Sure. And I think, you know, Looking back, I think a lot of what I did then was ego. It's kind of like, I, I'm going to make this work. Like, this is not going to happen. Yeah. Like, that whole, it's almost like a masculine energy of, let's go, let's hustle, let's make this work. Yeah. And looking back, if I think now I coach alignment and looking back, I'm like, does that actually align with what I want? And my, my key words, my values are freedom, simplicity, um, kind of this really easy way of life. Have I just created that for myself? Not really. But <laughs> hopefully this will come around. Well, my plan is it's going to come around and I'll be in a space where I'm kind of above that and it can work in yeah, a different way. It doesn't way. rely on you to make exactly. all those things happen. Yes. Do you know, that's so interesting what you say. I spent the, the lockdown years and I'm sure a lot of other people in business did and certainly in hairdressing, you know, being like, this isn't going to finish me. I want to make this mm -hmm. okay. I'm going to make this work. This isn't going to be the end of yeah. me. When actually... You know, stuff was going on that we had no control over, yeah. had no um, roadmap no, to navigate at all. And yet we took it upon ourselves to make our bit of it work. Yeah, 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 definitely. Which, um, I don't know if that's madness or actually no, I think it's admirable, I don't know. It's definitely admirable, but it's, you know, are we making this, making these decisions and these changes because it feels good or because it's like, I yeah. will win this. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes it's about just sitting back and going, what do I actually want, rather than the shoulds and the yeah. what's expected of me, I guess. Uh, yeah, breaking free from that. So bringing it, so you, you're running the loft. Um, I know you also do a lot of session work, a lot of education, mm -hmm. um, as alongside a lot of business and life coaching. Yeah. Which you are quoted as, that's your real passion now. It definitely is, yeah. Love it more than hair or do you think it will always be related to hair? I think it's really but I guess coming back to my alignment I really my my thing is helping other people like yeah. I just love it but you know as a stylist that's what we do we make people feel good yeah you know those conversations are so sparky and magical and you're really making someone feel amazing so yeah it's just kind of empowering women I guess to yeah to really step into the light and feel confident it's just such a privilege to be able to do that so coming back to this May, you were with us at Colour World and you were mm -hmm. talking about creativity. Mm -hmm. So let's share in a nutshell, if it's possible to do mm -hmm. the whole thing, sort of what was the main thrust of your advice on on being more creative and unleashing your creativity? Yeah, so we talked about the courage to be creative and I think we take it for granted that creative people are just creative. But a lot of the people that I work with are hairdressers, the majority yeah. of them, and their biggest fear is the judgment from other people. Yeah. It's um, comparing themselves to others. It's not showing up on social media because this, that, and the other person might think this. Yeah. And in order to be creative, like creative creativity is like a freedom. It's like this is what's in me, and I'm going to share it. Yeah. And when we're not feeling 
brave or courageous or in a really good headspace to share that, it's just not possible to reach your potential in that area. And it's about kind of understanding what you need in order to be courageous or let feeling follow action. So take the action. Because if you're, you know, you want to apply for an award or you want to uh, create a new trend or something and it doesn't work, you don't, you don't get the award. Mm. It's like if you believe that you are not going to win anything, you're not going to try. Mm. But nobody truly believes that they're going to win anything. It's not, you know, that you're never going to feel confident until you take the action. Right. And then the feeling will follow. So you can, you can practice being brave. You can learn yeah, courage. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because, you know, the first time I ever stepped on stage, I was terrified. Or the first time, you know, for anyone, the first time you do your first client or your first graduated bob or your first, your first anything, it's terrifying first date you ever went on on your husband it's like ah mm. oh. and now you know you think it's different because you get used to it yeah but your the bar changes and you know your potential changes all the time which is why we never get that feeling of fully reaching our potential right because it just changes when you get there to the next always, level there's more and more yeah yeah it's exciting so what's so the, the most obvious or the most common barrier to being brave mm-hmm. is that worry of failure yeah you think that's what you see in most people it's failure as in shame and embarrassment like I didn't make this I didn't pass that I didn't win that Mm. and everyone knows that I applied and I didn't win it but it's also what will that person think there's a you know as humans we're constantly comparing ourselves to others Mm. because that's you know that's so that we didn't get eaten by a tiger when we were yeah. in our cave because it was like the one that's the fittest was going to be okay so we're always eyeing up the people around us to check where we're at right but you can't <laughs> measure yourself against someone else because no. you know the biggest my biggest thing when I'm coaching is just again coming back to alignment like be the most you you could possibly be right because you know you can't you can't measure yourself against someone else because you're so you know, individual and amazing. But it's it's when you're trying to tick all the boxes of everybody else that you lose yourself. Right. It's about being really brave and just owning it. And how do you cope then with, how does one cope with the judgment? Because, you know, I see people in interviews in and out of our industry saying, oh, you know, I don't care about what people think. And I think, yeah, but you do really. Yeah, no, that's not true. I know, I'm always suspicious of that. But how do you cope with what they think um you know even people who are quite robust Mm -hmm. so judgment is you only fear judgment on the things that you judge others on right so for example if somebody was really worried about their weight for example the first thing that they will notice about someone else is oh my goodness they've lost weight they've put on weight that doesn't fit them you know because they are focused on the weight or the thing that they're judging on yeah so if you're judging someone on they just show up on social media every day and they're always there and they're always talking about this. It might be just about taking a step and thinking about yourself and thinking, is that my fear? Right. Because we judge people on, we fear being judged on what we judge others on. Right. Okay. The other thing is to know everybody judges everyone. Yeah. They just do. Mm. But it's not always negative. Right. So I might see 
a sweet old man in the road outside in Starbucks, and I will think he's a sweet old man. He might not be. Yeah. How do you know? But I've judged him based on how he's dressing and how he's standing. We judge all the time. Yeah. But it's about letting go of, we're all doing it. Um, It doesn't mean it's right. And I'm probably judging someone on how I am worried about being judged myself. And we see people who've got what we think we want. You know, yeah. if you want to be pregnant, all you can see everywhere you go is people exactly. who push chairs. Yeah. Um, if you see people, if, if you know, if you think you're the only person not succeeding, that's because you're so focused on people who are getting what you think you want. You don't see all the people that still aren't getting it. You're not. Yeah. And that's their journey as well. You know, they've mm-hmm. been in, in hard spaces. And that's why I think sharing that whole thing of uh, what happened when we took on our salon and, the, you know, the July the 8th and this big day for me is because... It doesn't matter how successful you think that you are, you're always going to have those days. And, yeah. it's, and it's about just accepting and, and knowing other people have those days as well. Yeah. I think I'm going slightly off-road here, but there's there's a lot of living out loud. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who are trying to be their, their themselves, trying to be their authentic selves, if you like. And yet I worry that sometimes it isn't... Act- is it really authentic or are they doing what they think you should be doing on social media? So I don't know, what where what do you see happening? Because in the industry, a lot of people are sharing and it's up to them if they want to share that mm-hmm. much. So be it. But it's quite, quite so, a lot of it going on. I don't know. I'm trying to be so from respectful that, here. No, I understand completely. I see it all the time. I think, do we really need to share that? But then is that because I and you are thinking, I wouldn't want to share that because yeah. somebody would judge me. Yeah. Because... I think I've always been told and I've always learned and had this in the back of my mind, make them believe that you're giving 80% of yourself. Right. And give them 20. Right. Okay. Because as a brand, it is important to create uh, relationships and, you know, and share and build trust and share experience. It is very, very important. Um, But no, I don't personally, I don't feel that we need to share everything, but Maybe because I'm like, oh, I mean, I'm not judging anyone for sharing anything, but I just think for me personally, it doesn't sit right. You know, I've got kids. I just don't really want to, to be fair. Yeah. I think you have to be aware of what may or may not come of it and how long things stick around. I think that's the difficult thing. Bringing that um, to affecting change or being open to change on all levels, it's kind of being brave, but being realistic. How would you... I think it's about um, not limiting yourself to what you've already achieved. Yeah. And to be inspired not just by other stylists, but by the world around you. Yeah. I know a lot of incredible stylists and artists and creatives are inspired by nature, by art, you know, kind of moving away from Pinterest and Instagram because that's it's almost like secondhand at that point. You, you need to get it from the source. Yeah. And by doing that you are lighting up yourself and you are being authentic. You are aligning with what lights you up because you're going and finding it. If it's based on a trend, I think it's difficult because sometimes by the time you've recreated it, the trend's starting to pass. Yeah. So It's odd, isn't it, this whole concept of trends? I mean, you know, back when we had sort of seasonal collections, mm. you know, and the, we- the weather was more, I don't know, everything was just more, was slower because yeah. communication was slower. Yeah. You had to write a letter and wait for the next yeah, day yeah, to, yeah. to arrive. Things are so instant now, whether it's fashion or the way we consume things, yes. films, 
um, information, it's so fast that I'm not even sure, I don't know, do you think trends actually bear any resemblance I think to our world anymore? trends where maybe it's not come from up here, you know, from like fashion houses, maybe it's come from an influencer on the street who's yeah. worn their hair in a certain way one day and then like um, Hayley Bieber, for example, just does something once and then the next day everyone's doing it. But mm. it's like there's definitely trends in terms of groups of people yeah, doing like similar things. Yeah, yeah, that's a really nice way of putting it, actually. Um, but yeah, I, I like to think that there are still other... Yeah, some trends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did... Um, somebody reminded me the other day that it takes... A psychologist would say it takes two years for something to become a new habit or to sort of get fixed, if you like. Yeah. So I suppose a trend is something that perhaps doesn't hang around long enough to become fixed. Yeah. But it would imply that we don't, you know, switch up quite as quickly yeah, yeah. As, as we would think. I always used to say, because I used to teach a lot of bridal hair, um, and we would take inspiration from catwalks, and it would be, at the time, it would be quite modern, space age, and then you'd see it on Cara Delevingne in, like, Oxford Circus Topshop. Yeah. And then, like, six months later, your kids will be wearing it to college, and that's yeah. when it's not a trend. You know, yeah. that's when you need to let it go. Yeah. But there's a, there's a sweet spot in between it being on the fashion, on the catwalk, to yeah. it being in Topshop, where yeah. it was just like, yes, keep yeah. going. Not like everywhere. Yeah, like, with the braids, and, like, there's, like people using material in hair, there was like this really cool spot where it was like, yes, and then kids started wearing it to school and it was like, no, <laughs> don't do <laughs> don't, it anymore. You don't want to see that in your wedding photographs. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> now tell me about another um, aspect of the work you do, these fantastic retreats mm -hmm. that you have been doing for several times. I know you've Yeah, taken... 2018 we started doing them. Oh, very envious. So this is where you actually go off for a week, mm -hmm to somewhere gorgeous like Ibiza or, yes. or some sunny island it's focused on hairdressing it's for hairdressers it's for hairdressers tell, yes tell me how you would explain so, it so um back in like 2017 I had I went on a on a retreat after having massive burnout and it literally changed my life and I thought and it wasn't about business it was a yoga retreat but there was lots of time and like focusing on yourself um and it made me realize how powerful that would be if, if you could add other elements to that because yeah. I almost needed space to think about my business and I got my notepad out and I was like on the flight home I was furiously writing stuff down and because of that it made a huge positive impact on my business that has always been just after a retreat right so I was like okay this is a thing um we did one in Ibiza in 2018 that was a hair just for hair as yeah. in we were styling hair that booked out we had like 15 people in about a week it was amazing um then in 2019 we went back and it was quite a party vibe. Hairdressers love a party. So yes, there was strong I party <laughs> vibes. Um, but it's basically a week of, we get up in the morning, seven, do some yoga and meditation. And that's all in silence until breakfast. Because as hairdressers, we check on people. We It's all about others and nurturing and creating space. And, and filling that gap, like, how did you sleep? Are you okay? All that kind of stuff. And I really wanted people just to come back to themselves. Mm. So until breakfast, it's um, silent. And then people can kind of chill. have, And it's really nurturing, as uh, nutritional as well. So um, we have an incredible chef that does breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, then we might have a workshop in the morning. We might do some paddle boarding in the afternoon or just kind of chilling by the pool. Um, and then just, again, like this circle time. But it's all about 
like no ego, no judgment, just kind of sharing. And we have these workshops that are focused on, I guess, the journey, like where have you already been? It's, it's very much coaching based. Right. Um, but they're just really powerful. And it's so beautiful to see when people come back from retreat. You know, they open salons and they win awards. They yeah. sometimes even divorce their husbands. Like they make all these massive changes. Yeah. That's just so exciting. It's so wonderful to see. And what what can you attribute that to? Um, anything in particular? I suppose it's the length of time. The fact that it is not just a day mm-hmm. somewhere. So you you can perhaps give yourself that space, or is it is it being buoyed up by the people you're with? Is it finding out that actually everybody else? Yeah, I, so I think it's um, coaching and kind of these wellness retreats or the, this time that you focus on yourself isn't the norm. Mm. Like people don't, you know, if they have time off, it's they might go on holiday, of course, or have some days off. But it's very rare that you're rethinking about what you've achieved and your journey and, and where yeah. you want to go and what feels good. Like we don't really life's busy yeah and we don't really allow ourselves rightly so I guess the time to do that yeah so I guess you know if an hour of meditation or yoga can make you feel amazing imagine how much a week makes you feel like it's really and it's it's not kind of um leadership in terms of me telling everyone right now we're doing this now we're doing this it's very much a circle it's very much a nurturing space just to be held I guess and yeah it's, it's really powerful yeah a kind of guided thinking in a way because I think sometimes we lose the habit of thinking you know yes you, you part of it's having the time in the headspace but then it's a bit like well how do I start you know what yeah how do I ask myself if I'm doing the right thing so yeah I guess it must be quite um helpful especially if it's not something that you often have mm-hmm. if you're perhaps on your own in your business or or not in that kind of yeah you don't swim with the crowd yeah if you can articulate it, how they feel I think it's asking being asked those really kind of powerful questions like you know what did you want to achieve at the first half of this year but also why why didn't that happen what are you currently doing that stops you from doing that yeah. or what is it in your life that really lights you up what's stopping you from feeling that every day yeah because sometimes it's like oh that's a bit sticky I don't really want to talk about that and it's more about you know they can journal and they can do other stuff as well it's, they don't have to share I don't want you thinking you know anyone thinking it's like you're going to come on you have to air or your dirty laundry it's not like that it's really good fun um but yeah these these stuff this stuff comes up i'm very interested um you have several times referenced women and the way women work Mm -hmm. is do you see a difference so that your your retreats and your workspace and the way you work and the people you coach sound Mm -hmm. as though it's mostly women Mm -hmm. i don't know if it always is do you think that women approach business and personal well-being and health in a different way from men? I think potentially, yes. I do actually coach men as well. Right. Um, and they're definitely welcome on our retreat. Um, for me, I feel like women ask for help more. Right. Or maybe guys would prefer to be led by a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know there are lots of incredible workshops and people um, that are in that space um we also have to deal with as women our cycle and the hormones and you know different yeah. eras of our life and being a mum yeah and I you know I do believe it's different yeah um I, I'm not saying that we 
struggle more or our mental health is any more or less but we definitely there's layers yeah and we definitely and different, have to, different, yeah, layers. different life experiences for sure which i think are helpful to share and learn from each other um, yeah i think you know throughout history there have been women's tents and yes women's circles of, yeah, yeah women's circles those that sort of um sharing and supportiveness which yeah. is interesting. A lot of people really hold back from that. Like I am someone my whole life that's kind of kept people at arm's length. So the first time I went on retreat, I was like, oh my goodness, if they make me sit in a circle and hold hands, I'm literally going to get up <laughs> and walk away. But it's so empowering. It's yeah. so leveling. And it's just a really, really beautiful experience. And yeah, I think, you know, guys should do it too. But for us as women, there is that level of, you know, with our hormones and, you know, we literally cycled up to the moon, like, what the hell? We, yeah. we need to be aware of that. Yeah. Um, and having children and looking after parents and being that person in our family, it, it makes a difference. It yeah. really does. Definitely. So when is the next retreat? Um, in two weeks. It's on oh, the 14th wow. of July, yes. Wow, gosh. So we've got one in Ibiza in July and then we have a hoogie one in October, which is more like sitting around the fire like cozy socks and rugs and just kind of learning in a slightly different way so it's not the ibiza vibes but it's very much kind of right. yeah and where is that is that in the that UK? one is in suffolk oh lovely yeah wow so you've got a lot going on it right? feels pretty good actually it feels good i yeah. think yeah i'm i'm having time off which Again, when I when you first open a salon or start any business, you kind of go through this process, and it is the hustle and the go go go, and let's get this done. Um, and I'm now, after a little while, able to take that that space. Um, yeah. My dad passed away last August, and it was really important for me to have more life in my life. Yeah, you know, not just focus on work. And um, so I've started taking like three days off a week, or one of them I'm at home working, but. I just find like not having to get dressed up and just working on your computer is amazing. It's different. It feels like a break. It does feel like a break. I love it. Snuggled up with my dog. Um, so yeah, it's, it's feeling really good actually. Yeah, I'm Fantastic. excited. Oh, well, thank you so much for coming in and sharing that with us. I hope people listening have, have picked out whatever may be useful to them. But we will, in the notes that go with this podcast, I'll put lots of contacts. People can follow you on Instagram, mm -hmm. jump onto your website. Amazing. Um, see what's happening do you put your retreats on social media will people be able to see what it's like or they, is that a private no they are on social media obviously what's said is not on social media <laughs> no no but we'll just make it look very glamorous so you want to come fantastic <laughs> well definitely we will uh, we will talk about that thank you so much thank I'm you for joining you. us today thank you for having me thank you so much to joe irving for joining me today that was such an interesting conversation and bravo to Jo for being so open and honest about her own experiences. I hope you found it helpful. If you liked what you listened to, then do jump onto our library of hairdressing conversations which you can find on the Respect for Hair website or on iTunes and Spotify. Just search for Respectfully, the hairdressing podcast. Until next time, goodbye.